Hello, Connected Parents, and welcome to another episode of Connected Parenting. I have my favorite guest on, Natalie. We're going to have a conversation today about how to invest in play when you've had a really stressful day. And that sounds exhausting, and it sounds like something that you probably don't want to do. But we'll talk about all the ways that I think it'll help you. Hi, everyone. I'm Jennifer Colary. I'm a child and family therapist and a parenting coach and the founder of Connected Parenting. And welcome to the Connected Parenting Weekly Podcast. Join me every week and we'll tackle everything from temper tantrums to bedtime to sibling issues to teenage angst. Parenting can be so wonderful, but it can be so hard. Parents often say to me, hey, can you just come live at my house? This is the next best thing. Let's do this together. All right. So Natalie, you've had, parents have had a busy day. They're exhausted. They just want to get home. They walk in the door, mommy, mommy, daddy, she took this, he did this, he did that. And it's overwhelming. Let's mm-hmm. talk about that. Yeah. And this is the last thing you want to hear when you come in the door, right? You've got, you've had a stressful day, you come in the door and all you want to do, you're looking forward to seeing your family. And then bam, you get hit with all of these complaints, whining, which are really triggering for a lot of parents. And it's understandable that it's triggering. Yeah. Yeah. Add this to the play, and then you've got uh, your ner- your autonomic nervous system just heightened, and you just want to go back to work almost. I know. <laughs> Some people say that. Okay, so there's a couple of things there that I think you mentioned that are important. One is expectations, right? Yes. So if you expect that you're going to walk in and everyone's going to be doing their homework and dinner's cooking, and yeah. we've missed you, mother, when you're ready, we'll have a nice <laughs> conversation. And the exact opposite of that happens. Um, that, that you sort of have to manage that expectation. So, I mean, I I don't know what you do, but I I often recommend to parents that before they come in the house, before Mm -hmm. you even go in the house, sit in the car Mm -hmm. for five or 10 minutes, drive around the block a couple of times, listening to spa music, just Mm -hmm. stop and take a second and just detox from your day, switch gears and know that when you come in, you're going to be, you know, kids are going to be launched at you. He did this. She did this. Look what I made. Like there's going to be all that stuff. Um, and then you kind of, I usually recommend that you just kind of go with that and just know that that's what you're doing. Then after you've done that for a few minutes, really like eye contact and leaning in or getting down on the floor with your kids and just being really present, then you can say, Hey guys, I've had the craziest, busiest day would you mind if mommy or would you mind if daddy had just a few minutes so I can take my coat off and relax? So I think that's usually a helpful thing, but not easy to do. No. And, and the, what I'd like to uh, just pinpoint there, because you, you mentioned um, going around and listening to spa music, which is a wonderful, wonderful exercise. So I just want to pin like highlight that because it's not go around and go on your iPhone and, and check out I, your Instagram yes. or, or just don't flood your system and heighten it even more. The point of decompressing beforehand is to choose an activity that helps to calm your system down, not elevate it because that's not going to be helpful. That is an excellent point. Do not look at your emails from the day. Do not look at the news. Just do something completely different and let your brain just kind of relax and calm down. That's an excellent, excellent point. That's a very good point. Um, okay. And when parents come in, you know, you, you, the parent who's been, I don't know if you're, if both parents are working, then you'll both get it. If one parent's at home and one comes in the door, the one that comes in the door usually gets all the, this happened and that happened. And the other parent's like, you take them. Yeah. You're on. <laughs> I 
I've never done that, Jennifer. Never. <laughs> I remember doing that. It's like, I'm done. I'm exhausted. Take yeah. over. And it's really yeah. hard because that person I'm sure has managed all kinds of things that day at work. And that can be a challenge. So maybe to, if you're, if you are the parent that's either been home longer or you've been home all day, mm-hmm. just know that your partner, when they come in the door might need a minute to switch gears. Right. To recalibrate to the, the what, what they're walking into. Right. And, you know, and one of the things that you could do if you want, um, just be in communication with your partner, maybe before they get home. Hey, it is crazy. I'm going to need your support. Um, so take those five minutes to relax before you come in because they're yours when you, they come, when you come in. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's really important. That communication is really important. Um, the other thing too, that can be helpful, although you have to sort of think about context, sometimes coming in and going right into adrenaline play, mm-hmm. come here, like, and just sort of tickling and wrestling and she, I know it's exhausting and, yes. and you probably don't have the physical energy necessarily to do it, but putting that energy in at that point, um, usually is a pretty good investment. And then the kids kind of get it all out of their system. Everybody kind of, um, discharges the, the battery that's been spilling over. And then the night can go a lot. It can go much smoother. Yes. And that's the whole point of this conversation is how can you add play, even though you've had a stressful day, because to your point, it's the last thing you want to do. You don't want to exert that much more effort, but again, to your point, the investment at that moment will pay off dividends in the next couple of hours and until bedtime. So how do you add play, even though it's a stressful day? You mentioned a couple of great things, right? Yeah. So just coming in and, you know, ah, it's a tickle monster just got home and you're like chasing the kids, you're tickling them. You can put on silly music. What's that? Hide and seek is such a great one because you know what? You can ask the kids to go and hide while you take off your coat and give yourself <laughs> a, such a good idea. And then you're like, okay, go hide. You got to do it. And then you just take off your coat, give yourself a, a moment or two to breathe. And then, good idea. The, yes. And then what I love about hide and seek, depending on the age of your kids, um, you can say, oh, I'm looking for you when you're not actually. I'm doing my breathing. It's yeah. true, but they're having so much fun. And while kids are hiding, it's one of the greatest adrenaline games because their little hearts are pounding and the adrenaline is surging, which is actually lighting up the frontal lobe and really helping them for later. Now I do, there's a, another caveat, which is important here. If the kids are by some miracle doing their homework and relax, you don't want to come in and go, ah, and start, right? Like, cause then you'll drive the other parent crazy. Yes. who's actually got them all settled. Yeah, that's right? such a good point because you, when you do, sometimes when you're that parent who comes home and, uh, you know, especially if you have a gladiator kid, you typically uh, encounter chaos. And then this one time is peaceful <laughs> and then you're excited. Oh, this is so great. But, but yes, please honor what that parent who is at home doing and may have gone through to get to that place of peace and quiet. And just kind of, you, you got to judge the room. Yeah, exactly. Read the room. Now, here's an interesting one. What if you're a single parent? Mm -hmm. Then you don't have anyone to bounce off of, right? So you've picked your kids up at daycare, you get in the door, they're all running in 50,000 directions. You've been at work all day. It's just you. That's a tough situation. Very tough. And I think one of the things that you mentioned for the first case scenario that we talked about is managing some of the expectations. So you are on your own. So give yourself some grace, 
give yourself some breathing room to maybe homework doesn't get done right away. Maybe, maybe you just all go and have a little bit of fun together or do meditation together, depending on your kids, or maybe, maybe you just engage them in making dinner, an easy dinner together. And that could be as simple as honestly, milk and cereal for dinner. Do what it takes to relieve yourself. Yes. Yeah. You don't want to do that every night necessarily, but it's okay. You don't have to make, you don't have to go crazy making incredible meals every night. If you're just completely exhausted exhausted and tired. The one thing that's tough though, is if you're picking your kids up, you don't get that five minutes to listen to spa music. Right. And you got to pick them up. So I guess if it's possible just before you go in to get them, even if it's just a couple of minutes, do some deep breathing, relax your tongue in the bottom of your mouth, run through a slideshow in your head of your kids and their funniest, cutest moments. Like just see if you can find that oxytocin on your own um, to get yourself in a state. So when you pick them up and they're in the car, you're off and running. Um, It's pretty hard though, because kids also similar to us, they've been holding it together all day. They can't lose it at school, right? So they save it for us. Yeah. (laughs) And they're discharging, like they're letting all that energy and all that pent up stuff out that they were holding in during the day. Yeah. So you bring up a good point. And one of the things I do with my kids too, especially if I don't have that breathing room, um, is I just, I, the videos watching their baby videos with them kind of feels you both together. So if you don't have that breathing space, you just pick them up. It's rush, rush, go, go, go. Just take two minutes to watch a quick, cute video together. And you know what, if you don't have something cute of them, let's say you like silly cat videos or something funny, just watch that together for a moment. Yep. Just to recalibrate the, the, what's happening, the energy that, that you're both experiencing. Yeah. That can really help. That can really help. And then when it's possible, I mean, I'm always big on windows. You, you and I talk about this all the time that, you know, having immediate expectations for what your kids can do can leave you disappointed. So when you step in the door, it's, Hey, we're going to have silly time for 15 minutes. And then we're going to sit down and have homework, or then we're going to have our snack, or then we're going to start getting ready for dinner. When you have the day and whenever you can write it down, this is why I'm very big on a family whiteboard. Mm-hmm. When you actually have these things written down on a, a big, not a little on a big whiteboard or chalkboard, and then you know you walk in and you go, okay, let's look at the night, guys. Here's what's happening next. It grounds everybody. It can really help. Yeah, absolutely. And and um, you know we talk about this all the time. You, you talk about front loading, right? So when you front load, how the evening is going to go. Even if you even you just have to take a moment, and you're on the way home, you're pulling into the driveway. You're like, okay, what's the plan? Who remembers? what we either wrote on the whiteboard or what we did yesterday or how, you know, whatever it is that we need to do, who can be the leader, who can, who can, uh, you know, just try to engage them in that way so that they, it's a co-creation between both of you. Don't put it all on you either. You know, they're more invested, right? They're more Mm -hmm. invested in it. And it just, when the evening has some texture, then everybody feels less chaotic. You feel like it, you at least have some structure to the night. Um, And then if we think about like one of those periods, which is play, which is really important. And it's sort of the focus of today. um, Sometimes you can't, you can't, I mean, play is often best to do one-on-one because it, you you just sort of get more of the neurochemicals that way and more reward chemicals, but you can't sometimes if you're a single parent or if one's making dinner and the other one's doing play, 
how do you play all together with your kids without utter chaos? So again, hey guys, it's time for shenanigans. Let's remember, if you don't stop when somebody says stop, if you're getting too rough, if you're not listening to your sibling, um, then the game's going to pause and you're going to have a, I don't know, you're in the penalty box for one minute and then you come back into the game and then it's kind of three strikes, you're out. If there's not listening and they're really silly or they're kind of destroying the play or, you know, unraveling it a little bit and having that little bit of structure can really help and then don't, you don't get mad you don't get angry just go, oh well that's three panels like three strikes row we'll we'll play again after dinner right. like not see you ruined it and why do you always have to do this and blah. like it's just you know what it didn't work it's okay we'll try again later yeah but again yeah. having that structure even though you're playing is really important yeah the brain loves predictability and when it doesn't have that it gets a little chaotic and their angst gets a little bit heightened. So yeah, definitely provide that structure, give them a little bit of predictability. Um, there was something else that you said that I wanted to touch on. What are, well, let's let's give people, let's give parents a couple of ideas. You've already shared many ideas on play. So there's hide and seek we talked about. Um, there's tickle fight. Pillow mm-hmm. fight is another great one. Just pillow, like yeah. a nice calm, well, fun pillow fight. Uh, musical chairs, we talk about quite a bit. So it has that sense of adrenaline rush yeah. or yeah. Um, suspense. Yeah. yeah. Really um, fun. Sometimes you can just put ridiculous music on, just silly music and dance. Like find yes. a really, you know, put the lime in the coke and like some yeah. crazy <laughs> dance with little ones that you just have a parade, grab pots and pans and a spoon. I mean, you're going to be, <laughs> it's loud, yeah. but they'll have so much fun. And if you're going with it, they can have a really good time. Um, there's a version of the tickle game where the kids can have like, I don't know, a chair where they're safe or a square on the carpet that they're safe. And when they're there, you can't tickle them mm-hmm. but when they come off the square, then they're free game. And so they'll tease you like, nah, 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 trying to come off that square or the chair. Mm-hmm. So you're not like using a ton of space. You're like having this little game close by that can help freeze is a great game, play crazy music and then hit pause. And then it, all, the kids have to freeze. Yeah. Right. And then you walk up close and you see who's moving and who's twitching. And, you know, there doesn't have to even be a winner and a loser. It can just be fun. Yeah. Um, you know, it, 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 and even board games or games that pop, you know, anything that has like speed, the card game or anything that collapses can be really fun. Um, but sometimes mm-hmm. just using music, like just, yes. sing and, or, you know, make it a musical for the next 15 minutes, you're going to sing everything in an <laughs> opera, right? Like, yes. Fun. We get so serious sometimes and play is such a powerful natural medium for kids. And, and often a lot of their behaviors are about A, discharging energy, B, uh, trying to get some attention. And you're doing both of those things when you get silly. Yeah, absolutely. And then you get to lead it, right? So there's, it's not, and you, you can plan as we discussed. Uh, you you mentioned another thing about just integrating it. And we so we talked about many different things that you can do, many different ways to play and add that to your day. And where can you just easily integrate it? And you mentioned something there, singing or talking in a singing voice. So it doesn't have to be that you have to carve out time. I mean, that would be great if you can. Um, but if you can't, then just integrate it in your everyday way of being. Just add a little bit of silliness. It's so funny. I have, I just got struck with a memory when Olivia was little, she's 19, almost 19 now, but when she was little, she was in a mood and I was tired 
and I don't know what was happening, but I literally started to have the conversation in an opera, like just started and it just changed the mood. She went from angry to like singing back and it changed everything. It's sort of diffusing. It's not what's expected. Um, and it's kind of just a fun way to get out, get get out of your own way. Yeah. And we, yeah, with my kids and it's, it's, it is, it just, especially when they don't expect it, that's the best time to do it. And when you don't feel like doing it, we talk about this all the time at Connected Parenting. When you don't feel like doing it, that's probably the best time to do it. Right. You can flip into funny accents. You can pretend you're a different character. Like I used to play this game with Olivia that was this character named Gramitha who didn't know anything. So it would be time for her to get to do a chore and I'd turn into Gramitha. And then I was from another planet where everything was upside down and good was bad and bad was good and yucky was good. And anyway, she had so much fun. And then she'd take my hand and she'd teach me what to do. It it just changed the energy, right? We get so serious sometimes and so structured sometimes. And I, and I that actually when my kids were little sometimes thinking I can't stand the sound of my own voice right and just serious yeah yeah to your point like they're holding it together all day they're being told what to do all day and then you come they come home and then you need to tell them a whole bunch of things to do and that's why it's so great to turn flip the script like you did with Olivia when she was younger and just get her to lead and that's part of the co-creation as well get them involved again, depends on their age, but you can still get them involved. Yeah. They love teenagers. You can speak. I used to wake my son up. It's so ridiculous. I used to wake him up in an Irish accent because he was a teenager (laughs) and he'd never get out of bed. And I'd be like, and I wouldn't, his name is Jacob, but I called him Joseph for some reason in this scenario. And I'd be like, Joseph, get up, get up. Your father's gone to war. You've got to plow the field. And he'd be like, get up. But then he'd be laughing. Like, instead of like, get up, why are you still in bed? Like, what is going on? Just Getting silly, even with your teenagers, I think can, re- and don't be silly all the time. Cause then that's weird. And you're, you know, you're never serious. Obviously, obviously you do this, you know, in playful spurts, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of power in play and just levity and enjoying. It doesn't all have to be so incredibly serious, but back to your point too, like when you, when you feel angry and you feel like, oh, here we go again. And you have that sort of sound and lilt to your voice all the time. That is when you probably need to lighten yeah. up a little bit because they're probably feeling it and you're feeling it and you're locked in a bit of a dance that just isn't isn't fun anymore yeah it isn't and I know it is it, I know we have so much going on as parents we really do and it is sometimes difficult to step out of that our comfort zone and get back into play and being silly mm-hmm. it does it does pay off so well if you just surrender a little bit to it yeah surrender yeah. to the moment and, yeah, and allow it allow yourself to go down that road and then just to quickly kind of recap what's happening in the body when when you're playing when you're silly both of both your brain and your child's brain are being flooded with oxytocin which we talk about all the time but also serotonin yes. right and and not just adrenaline but like feel good what are not what are known as the here and now uh feel good chemicals right which is yes. medicine that's yeah medicine. And to the, the opposite of that is it reduces cortisol. So the, if you've had a stressful day, which again is the whole point of this conversation, if you had a stressful day, just taking that extra time to do something that will help decrease your cortisol will, again, just set the mood in a much more pleasant way. And again, we know it's hard. 
especially when yep. you have a stressful day. Just try it. Just, Just try it. Try it. Yeah. Yes. Try it and watch what happens. And then if people want a deeper dive in, into what we do at Connected Parenting, we've got, you go to connectedparenting.com. You can find out about the online courses. We've got just the on-demand video ones. We've got ones where I interact with everybody in a monthly coaching call and in the Facebook group. We've got the village. Talk about the village for a second because that's a great place to talk more about kind of the things we talked about today. Yeah, the village is such a wonderful little community. It is a welcoming, warm, compassionate, and informative place where you can really uh, find, find your people who are going through very stressful things and learn some other tips and strategies, of course, but also we do some role-playing in there too, where you can practice the new neural pathways that you want to create. So if you're having a hard time, you know, playing and surrendering into the silliness, come to the village. Let's role-play how you can switch from being very stressed out to being playful. I yeah, love it. And there's all there's at least there's one and often two connected parenting practitioners in there. Yeah. So you're fully supported yeah. and the, the parents are wonderful. So come join us. Fantastic. Well, that's wonderful. Natalie, thank you. I always love our conversations. We'll have another one soon, I hope. Yes. Um, and thank you, everyone. And I'll see you again on the next episode of Connected Parenting.